Hands Off Parenting. It's just Hands Off Parenting. Put that down, don't touch that, stop it. Where's the line? We're rolling. We're rolling. Well, hi. Welcome to Hands Off Parents. I'm Abby. I'm Steph. I have to ask you a question I've been wanting to ask you for the past 20 minutes. Is it, how are you today? Because you usually start with that. We're going to diverge? Yeah, no, this is not that at all. Can't wait. Are these the same glasses that you were wearing the other day I saw you? Yes. So these are the same glasses? I thought the other ones were more clear. Nope. These are them. Interesting. I really thought you had two pairs of very similar clear glasses. Nope. I was like, good for her. No, you would have every right to punch me in the face (laughs) if that was true. My hair just looks really bad today, so maybe that's what's going on. It might be throwing me off. Very unshowered. <laughs> no, it's shocking. No, no, no. Because I'm usually quite clean. You're really quaffed. Usually are. How are you today? Oh, there it is. <laughs> we had a really good morning today. You did? We did. Um, we have to go get regular hearing tests for mm-hmm. Iris because of her hearing loss. And I get filled with um, the most crippling anxiety before them. Yeah. I'm always expecting bad news. Um, and when you have a child with something that can't be fixed, there is just a level of trauma that just never goes away. And you learn to cope with it and you learn to just sort of make it part of your, like it just becomes part of your life experience. Like, it doesn't become, it's not traumatic anymore. It's just part of your makeup, like your cellular kind of constantly makeup. in your head, in the back of your head, maybe. Yeah. It becomes like less of a disappointment and more of a circumstance. Right. But when you have to face it or confront it, whenever there's an appointment mm-hmm. or there's something like that, it kicks, it like flares up. Yeah. That yeah. kind of trauma like flares up again. It's like... If you um, have to go to a cemetery and, you know, like it's the same thing. It's like you know that so-and-so is dead. That's just part of what life is now. But when you have to confront it, it just. I I understand that well. Yeah. Yeah. You had that happen this week. Yeah. We can talk about as well. Um, But anyway, and I just always expect um, (laughs) the devastating news. That's as just what should. I. That's just what I. Does everybody do that? Does everybody do that? No, I really. Don't th- I'm beginning to realize that people don't think that. They don't. And I'll, I'll give you. I'll tell you after you share why okay. I'm beginning to think that. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's sort of how I go through the world. So it's good to be me. Same way. Um, and so she went into the booth, and we went in January, and she had had her, her hearing loss had been stable for three years. In January, there was a slight change. And so we had to go back instead of going every year. We had to start going every three months. Then we went in three months. It was still the same as it was. Mm -hmm. Then we came back this time for six-month check. And it was the same as it was before there was a change. So it's still considered stable. And it's actually a little bit better. So possibly the change that they noted was an inaccurate Reading. That is that is true because when when they test children in a booth, it's behavioral. So okay. the child has to put basically a like a, a toy in a bucket every time they hear a noise. Well, kids, I don't know if you guys know this, parents who have kids, sort of unreliable. Oh yeah, like you know, <laughs> and they it's weird because I I did it I've done it twice now with Levi, and the first time I said to her, 
I think that you're making him confused. And she said, that's the point. And I was like, oh, okay. Cause I, I don't know what you want either. And I'm 30 and I, something. I'm literally getting a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking him to do. So I thought, I found it real. like, I, I obviously they, they, this is, you have a degree in this and sure. you studied this and, but it seemed very variable, variable. Like this is scientific yeah. data. Very subjective. And, and our ENT told us early on, um, from zero to five, you take like a good estimate of the tests. You're right. not going to get like a precise picture. Right. When she was a baby, we did these things called auditory brain response Where tests. Where they put the big jammies on their ears and everything. Right. And they put them to sleep. They, they sedate them. Um, yes. Now, Iris never had to be sedated because she sedated herself on breast milk. Okay. Um, but you're able to get a way better picture when the baby is sleeping and they're literally analyzing brain waves. Yes. Um, now it's really up to the kid mm-hmm. and, and they can't still do that. They can't, I mean, is that just now dangerous? they would have to sedate. They'd have to. Yes. Yeah. And we have sedated her now several times. Um, Every night. <laughs> we do like our Benadryl. Yes. Um, and I will use it on our flight to Hawaii shamelessly. Um, but yeah, so she was really great today. Like I was watching her and she was kind of just going through it. She did it really quickly. She was really paying attention. She was focused and we got really good results. Um, and now we don't have to go back for a year, Awesome. which means I'm going to make it about me. I don't have to face that trauma (laughs) for one more year. That's perfect for you because I can feel it. It's like, it's like, some people feel this way as the holidays approach. Like something is just like gnawing at you. Like you just have this internal ticker that's like this ticking time bomb. And yeah. you're just like, I feel so on edge right now. And it kind of colors everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big um, sigh of I'm relief. I'm so glad. I'm very Thank glad. You. I know you were nervous about it. I was really nervous. I'm glad for her too. Yeah. Um, she loves going. She loves it. She gets so excited to go and, and she loves her audiologist and she gets to play with fun toys and yeah, you know, it's fun for her. Um, but it is really horrible for me. It's, and Mike like doesn't go. So I just kind of have to go by myself. It's very nerve wracking. It's really nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So what were you were saying? We, we had a couple things that were interjected. Well, so talking about always thinking the other shoes about to drop. Yeah. We went to, I mentioned this a few episodes ago that we've been on this trying to figure out what to do about school yes and in this whole integrated school mode of things so we went to uh, a group of us that I sort of organized went and checked out our elementary school our local elementary school you guys went yeah and I went twice now I went once during their regular tour and then I went at night with a bunch of parents who had come to that open forum that I mentioned that we were all kind of talking about what we should do um and I, I'm, I'm fine with it. The school seems fine. It seems old and, but they also have iPads and technology rooms and things like that. And I, Rob came and he's a pretty much, uh, he's a much better assessor of things than I'm. He's like, it looks like an elementary school. Granted, we have not seen another one. So I, we need to go see more. So right. we have some point of comparison, but my biggest fear now is that they're not going to get in. Because why would they not get in? Now I've gathered up all ye faithful to 
go with me into this pre-K four program? And am I like, I'm setting myself up for competition against these other parents and there's only a limited number of spots. So I'm not, certainly not going to dissuade anybody. I, I want everybody to do it. And I asked, well, if we have 20 parents who want to do this and you run out of room, will you open another classroom? And she said, if 20 new students come, yes, we open a new classroom. She said, but if we, you know, we're getting, we got to almost the max this year. So now I'm like, oh, great. I'm not going to get into this freaking pre-K that I am the one leading the charge to get into. And, but I was the only one asking those types of questions. Like, what is the percentage of kids who don't get in? What do you think of it? So what would happen? No other parent. Like, this didn't seem to worry anybody so else. So you don't me. have any Jews in your neighborhood? Oh, no. no, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I even said to Rob, I was like, are you worried that we're not going to get in? He said, no. I was like, how are you not worried? We're gonna, I'm going to, like, go there and sleep there at 5 in the morning. I'm going to be that mom waiting on, like, the first person online. Yeah. Because the the other shoe always drops. It always drops. I know. And even when it doesn't drop, I take it off and throw it on the ground. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. How would it be to live your life otherwise? Like, is this a learned behavior? Could we learn how to be more optimistic? Can I, is this like, um, I mean, you exercise and you're still nuts. So like that doesn't seem to really make a difference. No, that doesn't make any difference. So that's not going to make a difference. Is it like, um... I don't know. Do we need to read like that book, The Secret or something? I had an old boss who lived by that book. Did you read it? I never read it, but she quoted it often. She told me the story that um, one day she was watching TV and she saw um, Cuomo, Andy Cuomo, who's the son. Uh-huh. Cuomo was like the governor of New York. Sure, sure, sure. Yes. For those of you. Andrew. Yeah, Andrew Cuomo. I think he's still in some sort of legislation. But anyway, long story short, she looked at the book and she said, he is going to ask me out on a date. He motherfucking called her. What? Yes. Did he know her? No. She was on PBS. So she was on TV. And he was just like watching PBS and had his people call her people. And I was like, what? Okay, that is very weird. So that is very weird. I I thought about reading it after that story, but then I also thought she was insane. I think (laughs) it really like, I think it comes down to like, um, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And like my worldview is that the world is chaos. Yes. I, I believe that the world is chaos and that there is no, um, rhyme or reason for things. No, there is not. Like, I don't think that good things happen to good people. And no, because they don't. Bad things happen to bad people. Yeah. Look at every mass shooting. Look yeah. at every... I mean, it's like, I just... No. I don't know. I don't know how to shake that, though. I don't really want to, like, give that to my kid either, but... That's a challenge, not to give it to your kid. Yeah. Do you, but you're, you're... Is your parents like... Your dad, maybe. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. Your, we were raised with some darkness. You're not your mom. Oh no, she's 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 she really? is she's truly southern in the way that she's got some serious darkness buried underneath all that oh, charm. Oh, <laughs> she's constantly playing an opposite. I guess I could see that. Um, I don't know how you don't give that to your children then. Like you- I, Iris was telling me about this. This is like case in point. She came home yesterday. She's telling me about her reading buddy, who she thinks is named Paint. Paint. <laughs> <laughs> 
would not be surprised given where your school is and the state of the world. I was like, I'm sorry, what? She's like, his name is Paint. I was like. Stealing that name. I'm going to ask somebody if there is a kid enrolled named Paint. Paint. Your mom Paint? Paint? That's worse. Saint? Isn't somebody's kid named Saint? Madonna or something? Maybe it's Saint. No, Kanye. Oh, Kanye. <laughs> sure. <laughs> of course. Saint West. Saint West. That's Okay, anyway, so so Paint apparently read her this book. She was like he reads these Bob books. And he can like, read? Well, the, they have reading buddies who are in the older grades and oh, they come okay. to the little kids and they read to them. Okay. And she's like, "Mom, this is how she's explaining to me. These books, I can't even." This is what she said to me. "I can't even with these books, okay?" There are the most horrible things in these books. Really? Okay. Like, like, it's just the worst. This is what she's, this is her monologue to me. That's hilarious. She's I using, know those Bob books. Literally, she's using my yeah. language. Yeah. That I don't feel like I have taught her, but she absorbs oh, my being. Yes, you have. So I've been finding this too, and I'm curious how you handle this. When they, I lived with a mother who was, is lived and still does live in constant fear of the world. She was much better, but still, I mean, things like we're going to go sledding. Don't go sledding. You're going to break your arm. All right, go sledding. You're going to break your arm. And I've just been finding myself repeating that type of those warnings. So run in the, you know, the the boys just love to run in the street. Like, it's great. And I'm like, don't run in the street. The other day. I got furious because they were running in the parking lot and it was a busy parking lot and I was telling them to stop and they weren't doing it. We, and I was like, you know what happens? A car hits you, your brain smashes on the ground. And I got home and showed them a YouTube video <laughs> of some guy getting, and I had to go through them. I was like, wait, no, no, that one's not good. So we're just like watching like multiple videos of people getting hit by cars. And I was like, this is the worst parenting move ever. But how that's do like you- electroshock shock therapy yeah. for babies. How do you do that? Like, how do you make them understand? That's pretty brilliant though. I don't know. I think that's actually very, very wrong. Could go either way. It could go real. I mean, they still are running in parking lots. So it's not working. It didn't work. That didn't work at all. But Levi did say you'd have to go to the hospital. I mean, I, I do that too. I'm constantly like, don't stand on a chair. You're going to yeah, fall down. Gonna don't fall. do that. You're going to break your body. Don't, yeah. you don't brush your teeth. Your teeth are going to fall out. Right. Everything is that. But, but I don't know how you wouldn't do that. I read an article the other day about how we're ruining kids because we try to keep them too safe. Oh like, yeah. In just terms of like, you know, like in Sweden or whatever, they've got like these playgrounds with like rusty nails everywhere. <laughs> like our stuff is just so watered down. And Every- we're and yeah, I mean that's the whole boomerang and yeah, whatever parenting methods. Um, I, do you ever listen to, now this is a tangent. Do you ever listen to engines of our ingenuity on, on NPR in the morning? Yeah. It makes me insane. <laughs> there was I one. I can't stand his voice. I, his voice is very annoying, but there was one where he was saying that exact same thing that the reason that there's mass shootings is because little boys are not allowed to go around and run in the forest and shoot animals. Whoa. Yeah. That he is he a, made that connection. That is a, that is a leap. Yeah. And I was like, there might be something to that, though. There's also something to, like, the fact that all of them are domestic abusers. Yes, yes. Oh, that, yes. <laughs> like, oh, there's that. also that. Um, but to your point, 
we are overprotective of our kids. Yeah. But what, how do you not? You know, Annie, who's been on our show before. Yes. I think her greatest asset as a parent is she does, she does not do that. She lets her kids do whatever they want. But run like, in the street, like run in a parking lot. Yeah. Probably not run in a parking lot. Like climb to the toppest jungle gym and I hope you don't fall. I, I don't try to stop them from doing those things um let me tangent here for a second too please do please i have been iris has been in an oh the places you'll go kick really that's like for graduating seniors it's my copy <laughs> but yeah, and it wound up graduated. on her bookshelf yeah okay it's a lovely book i am obsessed with that book I think it has the key to life. Like, I really, you've got to reread this book. I, yeah, I haven't read it in a It is time. so, it, it is, it, it's the key to the castle. Yeah. It is, I cry. I cried the other night when I read it. Really? I could also be crazy. Totally, totally fair <laughs> enough. Like, total, total possibility. Yeah. Guys, it is a really good book. I guess I need to reread. He was a genius. <sighs> he was a genius. Listen. It goes beyond. It's just, it's like about how you're, it's about how you're going to succeed and you're going to fail and you're going to like thrive and you're going to like have friends and you're going to be lonely and everything's going to suck and everything's going to be great. Mm. It's like, it is, oh God, I'm like, really, I think it's like the greatest book ever written. I will you have to reread it. I have it. like three copies so I could give okay. you one if you need it. We'll read it. Yeah, we'll definitely, maybe we'll go to the library. But, but it's such a beautiful book. And it's just like, and it's about like, you know, like being yourself and how, but sometimes you're going to hate yourself. Another tangent. I had a really shining parenting moment this week. Oh, good. And by shining, I mean horrific. Oh, okay. Where, (laughs) yeah, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, my mom took her to Disney on ice on Sunday and got her the sword. Oh no. That makes these noises and lights up. It is the worst fucking toy that has ever been made in the history of civilization. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. She will not stop with this toy. And I said to her, I hate that sword, Iris. I hate it. Falls down weeping on the ground. This is my new toy. I love my sword. Like got so upset. And I was like, I am so sorry. It is not nice to say that you hate things. Yeah. That is very mean. That was a mean thing mommy said. I am so but you sorry I said that. You apologized. But man, it was like, it traumatized her. When you tell your kid, like, and then I was like, whoa. Some parents talk to their kids like this all the time. Yeah. About themselves. Yeah. Yeah. What we say really does matter. It, it matters so much. It really does. So I think that you saying, like, you tell... You kids can't run in a fucking parking lot. No. They can't. They you, will you, it is your job to make them not do that. Yeah. Well, I remember we used to get like, sp- like not spanked, but like. I grabbed you know, him multiple hit. times by the collar because he kept running away from me. And then he said, don't grab me by the collar. And I said, I have to. Yeah. Because you're not listening and you're going to get hit by a car. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I certainly didn't want to hit him or anything like that, but I, I didn't know what else. To, so I certainly got a little probably force more forceful than I would normally. I think you have to, you have to, he's running into cars. Yeah. It's not, it's not, I don't know, but I do. I were, I don't want to be that parent. I don't think I am. I don't think I am, but I feel like what you're saying, everything, every other word out of my mouth is like, don't do that because you're going to fall. 
not just don't do that. And I've been trying to flip this around because I read this article that said you should explain to them why they shouldn't do it rather than telling them all this negative stuff. Like you shouldn't do that because if you blah, 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 then, then your brain will explode and you won't have a brain anymore. Negative anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. you how do you be make dead. this more positive? Yeah. Her science teacher brought in these skeletons from that he borrowed from the museum apparently and so she was telling us he borrowed these skeletons from the museum and he brought them in and he showed us and they're animals but don't worry they're dead and i said oh well what does it mean to be dead i don't know but they died <laughs> the boys have said dead a couple times she's using it a lot now yeah but she doesn't know what it means nope. and well I'm like at what point do you explain that and then how do you explain that parent. well remember we had um Joel on a long time ago. Did we ever have him on or did we just have this conversation with him? Were I don't think we had. I don't him think on. maybe we didn't have him on the show, but remember, do you remember he, so a father of a, a little guy who's not much older than our kids and they lost their dog. Remember he was talking about oh, yeah. this book that he had gotten Oh yeah, for talking about death. You sure we didn't have one? I like my brain is done. Definitely didn't have him on. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we've lost two fish now. The one I just pretended had put on a new shirt. The other one died and Levi's asked about him. And I said, well, our other fish's name is Black White Pinchu. So Black White Pinchu was being a jerk to him. And so he wanted to leave. Because <laughs> he really, I, we think that Black White Pinchu killed Fishy Con. Wow. So we're, I was like, I don't know how else to say it. So, and Levi is now calls black, white, pinchy, like not nice. <laughs> like he, he isn't. Well, my cousin, um, whose husband died when her son was three, Ugh. two, Yikes. died suddenly. Oh my Meningitis. <gasps> 48 hours gone. Wow. They gave me a book after my brother died uh-huh. called the invisible string. And we read it. Iris really likes it, but it's about how you're always connected by an invisible string. Yes. So when you're not with mommy, you have connected by an invisible string. And when you're at school, you're an invisible string. Mm-hmm. When you're in asleep, you're an invisible string. Right. When you're in heaven, when you're, you know, when you're an astronaut in space, like it's sort of about how you're never alone. Okay. Even when somebody's gone, they're not gone. I like that. It's great. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. When I read it to her, I used to sob reading it. Now I can yeah. read it without weeping yeah but um that's a good book i bet there's tons of books i'm sure i'm sure this. there's i'm sure there's a ton i could just read a book i could look on the internet and buy a thing oh you could but let's just speculate for a while um i would like to know if any listeners children have gotten into american girl dolls because we received a catalog that iris carries around with her now and tells me every time she's in my presence all the things that she wants and then repeats did you hear what i said i want this 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 pinky promise that you're gonna get that for me what i was like i'm not pinky promising you you don't know what money is thousands of dollars literally she asked me today to spend a fucking thousand dollars on her i was like no i'm not doing it i have to tell you something when i found out that i had two boys uh, inside of me i was kind of upset and then i was at the mall and i walked past the american doll store and there were these girls, and they were terrible, and they were having a tea party <laughs> with fucking dolls. I was like, "Wow, yeah. I'm so glad I never have to deal with you that." You dodged that bullet. Dodged it. Yeah, that's and a it's a weird phenomenon. And you know what? 
I'm probably gonna get it for him. I'm no, I know that you will. I will. I will. And then you'll have it like like Mike will put some sort of uh, her name. She already fucking has one. She has one with hearing aids. We got her one. I remember. She named it Chula. And then today she said, that's my Mexican doll. And I said, I'm sorry, what did you just say? <laughs> what does that mean? And then I realized she was trying to say American girl doll. Oh. Don't know how she came up with Mexican. I said, Mexican are people that are from Mexico. Is that what you're talking about? It's interesting. It was weird. Um, I wanted to know about your day on Monday. We talked about you had a rough oh. day. Yeah, I had a bad day. So it was my sister's birthday. This who, was the trauma thing we were saying. We were talking about trauma. Yeah. Yes. Um... She would have been 41. Mm. Yes. And honestly, most year, in past years, I have not been as upset about it for, I don't know why, but for some reason this year I was so sad Yeah, in ways that I can't, like, I was like, what is going on with me? Why am I so sad? I mean, this is not like you were saying, like, it's nothing new. You're it's used to like, it. I don't think about how her long has she the- been dead? 10 years? Not quite. Um, it'll be, it was 2009. So it'll be eight years next month, but it's always like this time of year gets me in a very bad place because it reminds me of when this all started and how I was trying to get her out of there and get her to come live here. And then it just didn't work out. And then, Etc. Etc. Abby has a brilliant play called "The Jew Who Hates Who Hates Christmas." <laughs> loves Christmas. Who loves Christmas? Sorry, just bastardized that. That's okay. Um, it's brilliant and it's amazing and it's about your relationship with the holidays. And yeah, I wish you would perform it again. What? Maybe next year. This Maybe time. we'll do an audio recording of it. Oh my god. <laughs> um. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it was really hard. Like I just like didn't want to do anything. I could tell over text that you were not like, happy and like snappy. People were talking to me. I was like. I'm talking to me, leave me alone. Um, and I'm sure it's just, I'm also just, I need a break. <laughs> I yeah. just want a break. I cannot wait for Thanksgiving. I but are you going to have a break? I'm going to take all of Thanksgiving that day and do nothing but eat food. You know, the, the HISD schools are off for an entire week. An entire week. It's not a break. We are going to go to Arizona which means there will be a lot of people there that want to hang out with Iris. Yeah, that's nice. Which means I think I will actually kind of yeah. have a break. We're doing that for for Christmas. And I'm like, I cannot even wait. How long are you guys going? For a week. And we've not done that in years. We always have people at our house. And Rob this morning was like, you know what? I'm so excited for not to host people. Yeah. Because it's just, I love it, but it's just so exhausting. You yeah, have to think totally. of all the stuff to do and to buy and uh, and I... I was like, I'm going to take a nap, I think, at some point. Yeah. Naps are so good. Oh, my gosh. We're going to Hawaii. For Christmas? Yes. What, how long are you going for? Why oh, you guys are on the move. We're on the move. We're on the move. Um, we're going for a week. That'll be we're going amazing. from the 23rd to the 31st. And it's kind of a little upsetting because my family has this big Santa Claus tradition. Oh, yeah. We do this big Christmas thing. Yeah. That is... Been speaking of dead siblings, a real motherfucking bummer since my brother died. Yeah. It really just cast quite a shadow on the day. Um, but I still like it's my dad isn't doing that well. He's been really sick lately, and it's something that's really uplifting for him. Yeah. So what I think we're gonna do is, and we've never missed one. We've never missed a Christmas. 
I think we're going to do Christmas on the 22nd, which yeah. is my mom's birthday. Oh, that's nice. So we'll kind of combine them. Yeah. And we'll just say that Santa Claus came early because we're leaving town. That makes total sense. So that everyone can still have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. yeah A yeah. phrase I did not understand until I was about 32 years old. Really? Didn't get it. Hmm. I was like, if I have my cake, I am eating it. I was have meant eat. Yeah. Well, it kind of does, but... I don't know why you don't like, why would you just want to hold on to cake? I mean, exactly. Just, but I didn't have like, to eat it. I didn't get, I did not get it. And then once I did, I was like, I felt like one of those things where you look at the picture and there was like a weird optical illusion and you, it finally is clear to you. And then you're like, how the fuck didn't I get this before? Like, yeah. was it's I on crack? There. Like what? It's right there. Yeah. Felt like a real banana. Eh, <laughs> there's been, there's other terms like that where you're like, oh yeah. Duh. Duh. Of course. Um, well, well, I'm sorry that you had a bad I know, Monday. It's bad. And there's no good words to say. There's nothing. And it's, it is what it is. It's, it's every year. So it's, you know, what do you do? Okay. Here's the thing that's been bothering me lately. Have you guys noticed that we don't have a topic today? We're just kind of no winding around the road. I have been getting so annoyed lately when people say, I know exactly how you feel really yes like hmm. i think i say that all the time no i know how you feel i know like you can't know exactly how someone feels you can't like so what i was gonna say because with your sister or whatever i do know how you feel <laughs> right i do know how you feel about that i have experienced that specific thing but like i think there's something like in that that dismisses a person's experience yeah I think a better way to say that is like, I can, I can relate to how you're feeling. Yeah. Or I understand. Or I understand how you're feeling. Yeah. Or it's, you know, or it seems like it must be really hard. Yes. What you're going through. It's a much better thing to say. Because I got this message on Twitter, a, a place where all good messages come. <laughs> and it's this young lad. So he was like, you know, my brother's biggest fan. And he wants to have a conversation with me. He wants to talk to me about him. Um, I don't even understand what he wants to get out right. of this, or maybe he had a podcast. Or I, I didn't really. I was like, this is a lot of words. Yeah, I'm trying to read them, but it's hard. Now there's like 280 of them. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't read your words. Uh, and I responded. I said, I'm. I'm so glad to hear from you. I love it when I hear from people who love Terrace. Um, thank you for sending me this message. I got to tell you. You know, I've done a couple of interviews and it leaves me feeling pretty depleted when it's over and I don't really want to do those anymore because it, yeah. it's really hurtful to talk about him and how great he was because he's no longer with us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so thanks Feel for reaching out. <laughs> yeah. You can go listen to the interviews at this and this place <laughs> if you'd like to hear my thoughts. Yeah. Um, and he sent me this message back that was like, yeah, but I know exactly how you feel because I used to be on drugs and my parents almost lost me. And I'm like, that's not, that is not anything of at all how you, your life turned out where I was. Yeah. He was like, so this conversation is going to be very different than all the other ones you've had because I know exactly where you are. That's so weird. He's a child. Yeah. But also, 
why would that make you feel good? I mean, here's somebody who got out of it, who, who, right? who escaped You're the still demon. alive, dude. Yeah. Your parents still have you. And good, lucky and wonderful and great that he is still alive. But that's not what you went through at all. That's fascinating. Yeah. It's really, and I know that it comes from a place of wanting to connect. Yeah. Like this is what Harris always used to tell me when I would get pissed off at people for saying things that were insulting. He would always say like, you know that people are just trying to relate. They are just trying to like connect to you. Yeah. They don't have a manual. Nobody knows how to be a person. No. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Shut the fuck up. You know, everybody's not out to get you. No, no. And after people die, I think it's so hard to know what to say. It is. It really, really, truly Even is. Even if you do know exactly how you feel. And if you know exactly what people would say that made you feel like shit. Like, after your sister died, what were the things, do you remember? Yeah. That, that made you, like, that were the worst things that you could say. She's in a better place. She's not. She is not. That's like religious people. Yeah, but even so, even so, it just made me feel like I don't want her. Like, why is it better there than here with me where I want her to be? Like, what that? Well, I don't know why that makes you. I know it's a religious thing and that it makes people feel better, but it didn't make me feel better at all because I don't believe in it. One and two, I I just like, I was like, that does, that's not helping. I don't know. And you don't know. You don't, you don't know. Yeah. And and I mean, now we're going to, I'm going to, whatever. I have family members who are Jehovah's Witnesses who also said, well, you know, Sarah's there. And and I was like, well, she didn't believe what you believe. Right. So why would so she, she get to go there? there? Like, why does she would, get to go there? No. Why would she? Does she it, doesn't get a ticket. No. She didn't do all the good deeds you did on earth. She celebrated her birthday. Yeah. So. I mean, and that's like when... Now we're going to talk about religion. When people say like they're blessed because they didn't go through, because they didn't get shot in the church. Mm-mm. So are you saying that people did are not blessed? Like, I just, I can't make sense of it's, it. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard to reconcile religion with terrible tragedy. Yeah, it, it really is. is. It's it like really a hard is. thing to do. And I, and blessed people who, who this makes them feel better. Yeah. I mean. Do whatever you want to do to make yourself feel better. I found a deeper sense of spirituality after my brother died. Agreed. Not religion. I agree. I became more in tune with things that were around me outside of my own body Mm -hmm. because I was looking for stuff. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that I um, embraced religion. I think I found more um, spirituality, but but more of like an emphasis on on what I wanted out of life because more purpose life's so short. I mean, it just, it really does that this leads back to what I was talking about before we started. This is why you shouldn't go to that conference because life is short. Life is short and do what you want. Stop being miserable. You know what people would say that was a grenade for me. How are you? Literally an act of fucking violence. Yeah. Do not ever ask a person who's so-and-so has just died how they are again. I know that you're trying to make conversation and you don't know what to say, but it's not that. Yeah. I I said, I'm terrible. Yeah. Thanks for asking. I'm terrible. Thank you for asking. Also a terrific podcast. That's right. Um, Yeah. No, that's a weird one. How are you? Well, how do you think I am? Yeah. I just think there's like something. There's just a way to say it better than I know exactly how you feel. I know exactly where you're coming from. But I think to your brother's point, it's like, yeah, people are just trying to... And people, you know, like, 
I found when I would like write these essays about like grief and I would put them on the internet, I would get so many responses from people who didn't have the same experience as me, but who were feeling like I was speaking exactly to their experience. Right. Because I don't think people spend enough time talking about stuff that's actual. No. <laughs> like no. And grief is universal. Yeah. It is totally universal. Grief is, love is, losses, mm-hmm. you know, these things that like this is why this is us is like so powerful because everybody grew up in a family. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody has history that informs their present. Yeah. And so you feel like, oh yeah, I know that experience of like looking back and how the the past informs where we are now, whatever. But um But it's a terrible show. It's so bad. I love it so much. But it's so bad. But I love it so much. I agree. But yeah, I I, I think that people try to connect. And when they do connect, it's amazing. Like when you can reach people, that's what I mean, that's one of my favorite things in the whole world. Like yeah. when you actually connect with somebody, even if you don't have the same experience and they say, I that just made me feel better or What were the best things people said? Or what, what felt like it worked? Can you even remember? Nothing. Yeah, I think nothing. Although I do think it was helpful when people said, I'm coming over at five o'clock and bringing you dinner or I'm going to leave it on your doorstep yeah. so you don't have to see me. <laughs> like that was really helpful. Like I'm going to take action for you in this way that's going to ease your burden yeah. For a sec. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice when people just do things. That was nice. Yeah. I it was agree. nice when people said, um, like, I love you and I'm, I'm here. Yeah. If you, that's were. nice. Um, but I'm just bad at that stuff. It's hard. I'm bad at people. <laughs> Cause people were saying to me, I'll come, I'll like, I'll fly here. I'll visit. But like, see, Don't. that's, but you can't do that. This is what I'm saying. You yeah. can't say, let me know what you need. Yeah. Don't do that. I don't just need anything. Do it. Yeah. Like, have something shipped to your house. Yes, yes, yes. Like, somebody shipped me deli and Mott's Bell soup from 2nd Avenue Deli in New York. That's amazing. Shipped it to my house. That's awesome. And I can't even fucking remember who it was. Oh. And it was so awesome. You're a bad person. I, I mean, in so many ways. Yeah. Like, so many ways. I'm not going to the good place. Have you seen that show? <laughs> I love that show. I just binge watched the whole thing. It's very fun. It's all of, it's the entire Parks and Rec writing room. Yeah. That's who it is. You can tell too. You can yeah. tell. It's so weird. It's so good. <laughs> like this conversation. <laughs> well, we're talking, it's like, I think it's tied in. We're talking about death <laughs> and the do. holidays. Oh, great. <laughs> That's tied and in. TV shows <laughs> sprinkled throughout as we are wont to do. We are going to air this on Thanksgiving week. So yeah. let's end with this. What do you think? What are you thankful <gasps> for? I am very thankful for you. I just turned into a 15 year old Japanese school girl. (laughs) Um, I am really thankful for you too. That's I'm very thankful for you. We did this with Iris last night because it was her homework assignment. And we said, you had to fill in like, I'm thankful for you because you have to say, so I want to know exactly why. Oh, (laughs) great. Um, I'm thankful for you because I never feel like I have to be somebody other than myself around you. Mm. That is so good. I feel exactly the same way. There you go. I just did it to you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really do though. I feel like it's so rare to find a friend who you have no 
pretense or no expectation yeah. or no, like you can come as you are truly. Yeah. Which is why I never wash my hair before I, I see never you. Shower. Ever. No. I don't care. Um, I don't care either. Yeah. I truly feel the same way. And then, um, what else are you thankful for? Thankful that somebody's still listening to us talk right now. <laughs> are they? You. No. Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thank he you, shut Rob. it off too. Why are you thankful for Rob? Um, he's a great person. He's the funniest, smartest person besides you. <laughs> he's you. a good dad. He's second to me. Second to you. Second to me, he's a good dad. <laughs> You're a much better dad than he is to my kids. No, he's a great he's a great guy. He deals with my nut baldness. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I deal with his as well. Sure. It's what a two way street. Are you thankful for Mike? He's never going to listen to this ever, <laughs> but I am extremely thankful for Mike. He's a nice person. He is, um, the most patient human being I've ever met in my entire life. Yes. He will, he, his capacity to deal with any situation is astounding to me. That is, that's a necessary. It is. And you know what? Quality in a person. We have had a really shitty five years. Yeah. We're going, we're going to celebrate our five year wow. anniversary wow. marriage. Yeah. Been together a little longer than that, but the five year of marriage, it has not been smooth. It has been really rocky. Not because of us. It's been like all these external yeah. forces that are throwing stones so heavily onto our home and trying to burn it to the ground like literally when you guys were <laughs> exercising your home for we demons were, we were cast out of yeah. our home like oh my gosh i remember that one yeah it was like the baby was a month old there was mold there were there was a mice a rat infestation yep. it was so much and you guys wore like some clan outfits and <laughs> we'll post that on the site should, we start, tried to sage it out of our lives yes. it didn't help um, but, but the fact that both of you thought that that was a good idea is like why you're together. That was actually Mike's idea. I am not surprised. I, he gave me my outfit to wear. I'm sure he did. Um, yeah, but I feel like I found somebody who was as weird as me and like he did start our wedding vows with you are strange. Yeah. That was the first thing he said. And I feel like that really sums it up. I'm thankful that I found Somebody who's equally as strange as me. Yeah. Um, and I'm thankful for my daughter. I'm very thankful for my sons. Today I'm most thankful because I combed their hair because it was, it's picture day, like the 17th picture day of this school I year. I mean, get your shit together. We have together. so many picture days. Why? I don't know. We it's have the four middle of the fucking year. I have no idea. But wow. they looked really sharp. <laughs> And I combed their hair and Jack kept going, I got a haircut. I got my haircut. And Levi was like, no, you didn't. Mommy combed it. Jack was like, but I got my haircut. Levi is Jack's perpetual buzzkill. Levi was like, when you get your haircut, Jack, you get a lollipop. Did you get one? I don't think so. I was like, this is the greatest argument ever. That's amazing. I love you too. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I read Iris, her acknowledgement in the back of my book. Okay. Because I say a whole thing to her uh-huh. and I like read it to her and it just made me so emotional. Because like what I say is like, I you saved me. Yeah. Like this little girl saved my life. So I'm gr- grateful thing. that my daughter saved my life. Yeah, I am too. Um, 
So I think it would be great. We Okay, look, we spent the beginning of this conversation talking about how horrible it all is. <laughs> and now we're ending with we are grateful for things. Yes. We do have gratitude. We do. And maybe we should spend the next week trying to feel what it feels like to feel gratitude. I think that would be nice. And I would love if anybody listening posts. If anyone's out there. If anybody's out there. (laughs) Tell us what you're grateful for. Yeah. And you can say, I'm grateful that uh, my kid has to go to school mostly during this week. And they only have off on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. I can't be grateful for that. So you bitches that can, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys eat everything you want. I can't wait to eat. I just want pumpkin pie. I want. I think pump. I'm going to go get one today and just eat it for the next few days. Just do it. I'm doing it. I don't care. I'm doing it. I'm grateful for pumpkin pie. I'm getting it. I'm living my life. I'm living my truth. <laughs> Your best life. See you guys Bye. next week. Bye. You can follow Hands Off Parents on Twitter. Hands off parents, or you can always send us an email at handsoffparents at gmail.com. Or if you look on Facebook, if you're into that thing, you can find us there as well. Hands off parents is Steph and Abby. Mail camp.